I really badly want an advent calendar that's all of Ray's looks throughout the years because he has had oh, so many different looks. Like he's had like the longer hair that's kind of slicked back and then he's got like, uh, he posted a picture today. Um, he's got like the spiky hair that's like all like, like very styled up top and then he's got the full beard and then no beard. And yeah, I funny. love that Alec. Yeah, advent calendar, you just tear it open. It's like, yes. there's a different Ray. Dude, we need to make one of those I, and I give think, it to him for, for Christmas. One I year. think we could sell them. I'm just saying we could uh, maybe this is like your new sponsorship opportunity is you can anybody, sell advent any, calendars. Anybody want to pick up uh, making an advent calendar? The 12 days of Ray. Oh, dude, that's so good. It would be awesome. 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 Anyway, we need to make it. We need to make it. Uh, this is a long time coming uh, as, a, as a rabbit hole ramble fan. It's been weeks since we've had an episode, and yes. so I'm really excited uh, to, to, to know, not only to participate in this, but to know that uh, in my Spotify feed, not long from now, there's going to be an episode that I can listen to, because I'm a huge fan, man. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad to be, be doing it with you. I was a little sad. Are we recording right now? We're recording right oh, now. Oh, shoot. I didn't even know we were recording. See, this is the best part. You know, you get, you get your best stuff when you don't know you're recording. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, like we we rambled on for a little bit right before all of this, and it, it, that would have been the worst cold open ever. But uh, I, man, I'm really excited about this. Oh, dude, I like it. Doesn't change anything that we're recording because it is what it is. But and this is funny. episode what? This is episode thirty, dude. Goodness gracious, how long has it been running now? Because I'm I'm a fairly like new fan of the rabbit hole ramble. Like, do you remember when you started? I'm gonna I'm gonna be. 100%. Our first episode, the origin story, episode zero, was June 1st, 2021. Look at you. So, June... Six months. Yeah. So, six months. Dude, and we were... I, I remember talking in the beginning stages of it, and I thought, like, I don't know where, where it's going to go or what what's going to happen with the rabbit hole ramble in light of everything that's uh, going on right now. But uh, when we first started, we were like, I don't even know if we'll make it to 10 episodes. We were, that was our goal. We set a goal that like most podcasts that fizzle out by 10 episodes. And so we told, we committed and told ourselves like, no matter what, we will get to 10 episodes, even if for it's just, it's terrible and it's out of sheer, like just willpower. We're going to do 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it just kind of went from there. We got some good feedback and, um, it's truly been a, it's been a really fun journey. Now I, I will say that, uh, if, if you go look at Spotify and like the top podcasts that are out there, like the top 100, they are all either like someone has been murdered or there's some ridiculous scandal. So I appreciate that there's a podcast out there that's not one of those two things. But if you ever wanted a hit podcast, uh, we're either going to have to murder someone or one of you guys are going to have to get involved in some crazy scandal. Uh, you'll have to change neither. the name, though, for yeah. sure. Right. Uh, I hope neither of those things ever happen. The rise dude, and fall of the rabbit hole ramble. That's so funny. It's funny that you mentioned like other top podcasts and stuff because Ray and I were looking the other day and you can they they don't know what to do with us. They don't like all the related podcasts. Normally they pin them really well. Like so if you look on like the rise and fall of Mars Hill or something like it, it'll be like 
you know, uh, 26 letters or, you know, church, church split, or like, it's all religion and based around like, you know, different religious experiences and all that kind of stuff. But with us, I forget some of the ones it was like something to do with like moms or something like that. And then another one was, Oh man, I wish I could, I could see it. I I don't even know how to, (laughs) I'm so bad, dude. It's funny. We, uh, so it, where I work, uh, we have a music department and we put out a lot of music recordings, mm-hmm. uh, and we brand them under different bands or, or artists and things like that. One of those, uh, artists, uh, is transmission. And for a long time, there is another band that's called transmission. We spell it a little bit differently here, Okay. but the transmission that was currently in Spotify was just like the most like vulgar music you've ever heard. And we put out faith-based music. And so it was like, Hey, go to Spotify and look up transmission and you'll find all of our stuff. Not necessarily uh, the case uh, because we were getting some feedback saying, do you know what's out there under your name? It's like, that's not us. Like, like do it this way and you might find us. But I think we've since like figured all that out. And, but for a long time, it was just like what you were searching for is not necessarily what you were served, but that algorithm (laughs) man can get you for sure. It's so funny. I'm laughing because I pulled up, I pulled up our rabbit hole ramble and I go down to the bottom where it says, you also might like crime junkie. (laughs) You just talked about murder somebody or, or or do some sort of scandal. So are one of you two involved in a scandal that you guys don't know about yet? And it's just prepping us as listeners. Maybe. I don't know. What's getting ready to happen. Maybe, maybe something's in the works that we don't even know about yet. Oh my gosh. Oh man. That's that's so funny. I, uh, speaking of not getting what you were served, I'm going to, I'm going to sell someone out right now and he's going to, well, I won't mention his name because it's, it's not important to the story, but at the previous church that I, that I worked at, uh, they, they did like a car. It wasn't like a car show. It was like a clinic car clinic every year. And they, uh, would come through, they would service people's cars, like uh, mostly um, elderly people who didn't know what they were doing. They were getting scammed by like these local places and all that stuff. And so they would come through this car clinic, we would evaluate their cars and they would, you know, do, do work on it, like brakes and just stuff like that. And so uh, I think I'm telling the story right, but this, this, they had like kind of a car show along with that. And so the associate pastor at the time passed out like basically all these CDs and he was just trying to get like, he made a CD of all like bumping, you know, bass music and stuff like that to like get, you know, people to play their, in their radios and see how good their styles were and all this kind of stuff. And in the middle of one of the songs, at the end of it, there was like some pretty like sensual noises. <laughs> and dude, he did he had no clue. So he handed out all the all day. He's handed out these CDs to everyone that he made. And the pastor calls him in his office and he goes, Hey, um, did we pass this CD out at the at the event oh, yesterday? No. And he's like, he's like, Oh yeah, it was like, you know, he goes, did you happen to listen to the the tracks that you put on there? He goes, yeah, it was just like, there's no lyrics or anything. It's just bass and, you know, basically stuff that would kind of put your sound system to the test. 
And he goes, okay, I want you to listen to like track 16 or something like that, whatever track it was. And he goes, why? He goes, just listen. And so he listened to the whole thing and heard it. He was like, no. no. <laughs> so I don't know what they did to like fix the problem. This was before I was on, on staff there, but it was just funny talking about things that you, um, getting served something that you're not expecting. <laughs> it's so hard, like, especially in, in pop culture and music specifically, uh, I want to go through something with you later where we talk about some of our, our purchases that we made in 2021. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but just to jump to that, uh, my daughter is big into music now. And so over Christmas, we got her a Nintendo Switch, uh, and we thought it'd be a good idea to get her the Just Dance game uh, for that. Yes. And, it, you know, we assumed that it, all the music's going to be edited. And for the most part, it is. But the edited versions are not always necessarily the versions that are on Spotify, because uh, those are the full out explicit versions a lot of times. And she started to roll across some of these and she doesn't know what, what some of these words are because she's seven years old. Right. Uh, and like, we'll just hear her in her bedroom asking Alexa, you know, can you play this song? Oh, and they'll, yeah. There'll be a swear word like right in the middle of the title. Be like, Brooklyn, where did you where'd you hear this song? Oh, just dance. It's like, man, I failed as a parent because like yeah. I have given you this thinking it was going to be this innocent thing. My seven-year-old is going to be just dancing and doing cartwheels and, and all the fun stuff that they do in just dancing. Uh, instead, I've uh, opened a whole world of uh, music that she had no idea existed. Uh, she's dancing provocatively on chairs like it's a whole thing. And so we're going to have to go through that game and build out playlists that we know are safe. And we say, Brooklyn, like you can continue to play this game, but only off of this playlist. Right. Because right. yeah. it's gotten out of control. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Anyway, well, I, I guess if we're going to start this off. Uh, so I'm Chris. And I'm Ruben. And you're listening to the Rabbit Hole Ramble, the podcast where... We, we say, say the, the quiet, quiet part out loud. Out. Man, what's we kind of nailed that. We did. That, we that we nailed good. it. Yeah. Well, what's the story behind that? Like, like what What are we saying? Like, because, I'm again, I'm a new listener. We probably have some new listeners today. Uh, what is? Uh, what does that mean, to say the quiet part out loud? Well, before we get too far into that, let's, let's go ahead and introduce you so that our listeners can kind of know what your, um, what your, why I'm here, what your role is and why yeah. they're not hearing Ray's voice. You talked about wanting to just mimic Ray's voice the whole time, which would have been super interesting, oh. but would have been really difficult for you. I have to find like all those, like he has a lot of isms that he yes. like, constantly says. So yeah, it would have been just, uh, just, just nothing, but just those regular things that he says but to do a, a ray roten impression would be very difficult because he's got that very unique voice it's really deep. yes he does i mean it's 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 a super unique voice but uh yeah my name's chris uh i've been going to bethel church uh, where ray and ruben are for gosh it, it feels like a year now but i think it's only been like six or seven months and uh yeah. it really has been a blessing to be around uh with you guys uh i work for a nonprofit, uh salvation army uh and i do a lot of digital marketing and digital media things uh and so it's been fun to get plugged in uh with bethel uh in a lot of those areas and uh when i started listening to rabbit hole ramble i had no idea that eventually i'd be sitting here across from you that's cool a unique set of circumstances brought us here today but uh we'll get to that later uh but uh man honestly it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you today yeah i'm, I'm thankful for it we're actually sitting in your studio which takes a lot off my plate because i'm not ray was uh the 
the mastermind behind all the editing and the the setup and all that kind of stuff. And Dude, I'm not, he is he's the jack of all trades, man. Yeah, the jack wagon of all the trades. The jack wagon say, yeah. of all trades. <laughs> now, uh, as a listener, does that make me a jack wagon? Like, is there like a criteria that I have to meet? Like, do I have to subscribe to your Patreon? Like, do I have to like fill out some form? Like, how do I get my official uh, jack wagon ID card? I'll s- I'll send you the Bitly form later. You can, yeah, you can fill out. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I so <laughs> I. I rickrolled Ruben earlier, and if you haven't figured this out by now, Ruben <laughs> lives in a different decade than most people. He's physically here in 2022, but I'm pretty sure he's living in 1995. So I, I sent him a note, and I said, hey, listen, uh, in order to get into the building, I need you to fill out this this screening form for security purposes. We can print you out a visitor's ID badge. And then I just put in a bit.ly link, uh, Rick Astley's never going to give you up. And so uh, I get a, I mean, it's like silence for a little bit. And then I get a text back that says, dude, this took me to a, a YouTube page. And I, I just, I, I think I sent back a, a GIF of just a face palm. Yeah. And I said, you've never been Rick Rolled before, have you? No. Again, silence. <laughs> so I say, I, I need to come, I need to figure out where you live so that I can come up with like your brand of comedy so that my <laughs> pranks on you are much funnier. But like you, you hit that link like multiple times, which is exactly what a Rick Roll is supposed to do. Yes. I, uh, I, I closed out of my browser a couple times and and reopened it because I was like, surely I, I clicked on the on the wrong link because this is not this is not a a form to fill. It is no, it is not a form to fill. So I am a. It is music for your soul. I'm glad to say that for the first time ever, I was rickrolled. Uh, 2022. That's I'm telling you that is unbelievably impressive. I found the one guy maybe left alive. <laughs> Uh, there are kids in like the remote parts of India who have been Rickrolled and you've got Ruben <laughs> sitting over here. Uh, although you don't even use an iPad. What is this tablet that you use? It's, it's called a, it's called a remarkable tablet. Remarkable. Man. It's if you've never seen a remarkable tablet, it looks like, uh, it looks like a legal pad, but it's digital. So you can like write on it and it looks like you've written with, with pen or pencil on it. Uh, it's black and white, zero apps. What's like, can you do anything other than write on that? No, it well you can you can upload PDFs or any form of like EPUB document, uh, PDFs, EPUBs, um, and so you can mark up documents. You can actually, if you're on your like web browser, there's a there's a like a little install thing that you can have. If you're reading an, an online article, you can just hit the button and it'll send it to your tablet, so you can read it. the The whole purpose of it is to be distraction free, and so I'm a I'm a person person who gets easily distracted. And if I go this this podcast is really perfect for me because I live in rabbit holes. I like I chase rabbit holes all day long and then I think to myself, "Oh man, what was I doing earlier?" Oh yeah, I should probably get back to that. Yeah. So, this is this is helpful for me cuz it lets me focus on what I'm doing, primarily for journaling, primarily note taking and in meetings and that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm able to be present. One of my biggest, biggest things is to be present with people. Uh, I find value when people, um, show and demonstrate that they're present with me and what, uh, not only what I'm going through, but even just my, just in conversation. Um, and it drives me up the wall. Like when you feel like you're having a conversation with somebody and they're not there with you. And I have, And because that's a value of mine, like I try to be that for other people because I know what it feels like to be kind of like 
dismissed. And uh, so I try to give people the time of day and I'm not perfect at it, but that's what I try to do. And this is helpful for that because it's not, I'm not getting notifications and iPhone kind of came out with a focus thing now that you can, you can put on your phone. So I think people in general are recognizing that we live in such a distracted world that, and that's, I think what's created so much anxiety in people and in our culture. And I, so I think people have a longing for that. And this is just one, it's a, a one step for me to get back to the 1990s, you know, as you say that I live in. And it's, it's, uh, I want, um, I live in the here and the now, and I want to be present with people, present with God. And, um, because people matter, like what they're going through matters, no matter how significant or what, uh, what station they, they hold in life. They're the people are people and people matter. And so that's, one of the reasons that I that I got this so I can be present with and focus on what I'm doing. It's it's really difficult, uh, especially in today's age mm-hmm. where you are just being inundated with notifications everywhere. Yeah. I mean, literally billboards driving down the down the road now are digital so that they can constantly change. Uh, and it used to be they had those ones that like flipped around uh, and mm-hmm. would show you something every every 60 seconds. But now you can get infinite content on these digital billboards. So you yeah. can't even escape that literally driving down the road. Um, it's 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 almost impossible. But uh, I can promise you this. It, it'll be weeks from now, maybe even months from now. You're going to get an EPUB document from me. And it's just going to be the lyrics to Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. And I will do the first Rick roll on a remarkable tablet. Let's go. It's, that's what it's going to be. That's amazing. I uh, And if you're listening, if you're listening out loud and you're either on your phone or whatever, you're probably going to start getting some, some uh, marketing from Remarkable because – that's how it started with me. I mean, Ray and I talked about it. It was like, hey, did you see this thing? What What is it? No, it's a tablet. I was like, it's like an iPad, but it doesn't have any like notification or anything. I was like, oh man, that's cool. Dude, they hounded me and it worked because I got one. And you say like you guys were, because Ray just recently got one too, right? He did, yeah. And you guys were talking about that on the Ramble actually. Yes, yeah. And it wasn't the same day. I'm, it might've been the same hour that in my Facebook feed was an advertisement no. for this product I had never heard before. I'd seen you use it before, but I didn't know the name of it. But 100%, oh. probably the same hour as that podcast, there it was uh, right in my feed. That's awesome. It's scary. It's it's crazy how advertising works. Uh, maybe we can influence uh, some advertising feeds by talking about your sponsor. Yes. Uh, Coffee Slingers, uh, Roasters is our one of our sponsors. Um, it's – they do – they make – the, in my opinion, the best cup of coffee um, that I've ever had. But I've also not been a ton of places around the world. So I'm sure you can get a better cup of coffee maybe somewhere. But specifically in this area, I love coffee slingers, great people. Uh, Isaac is the owner, and he's um, he's he's one of a, a dear friend of ours. And so today I'm actually drinking their newest one. I went in to try to get the... Uh, the pecan pie one, but it, they discontinued oh, it because yeah. it's like seasonal. And I was so ticked because I meant to go get it before, um, before they stopped making it and, and I didn't make it in time. And listen, that's a testament to them because there was another, uh, on, on the side, me and my, uh, seven-year-old and four-year-old, uh, we've got a show called the pumpkin spice review, uh, where yes. it's, it's just reviewing 
everything pumpkin spice. And they did like a pumpkin pancake uh, latte or yes. something like that. We that. could not get a hold of it. We wanted to try it so bad, but we absolutely couldn't get a hold of it because people just flock to this place and they just sell out. Uh, and it's it's really hard to get a hold of. But that is really a testament to how good this coffee actually is. Yeah, it's it's traditional coffee, uh, coffee spot. So you won't find your, you know, a ton of your frou-frou coffees. But um, I'm drinking today uh, a, a latte called cardamom, which yeah. is, I guess, a spice. Yep. Learned that today. So, and it's super good. So, if you get a chance to swing by uh, their shop, it's in uh, downtown OKC, right off uh, Automobile Alley, uh, right there on Broadway. And so, they uh, they serve a good good cup of coffee, good environment. And if you're not in the OKC area, you can uh, go online coffeeslingers.com. If you go to coffeeslingers.com/slash/rabbit-hole-ramble, um, you are uh, you're eligible for a 15% discount on all your online orders. They do subscriptions, um, and they'll send you coffee right to your right to your doorstep. And uh, it's it's a good, great cup of coffee. So I'm all check about, them out. I'm all about those subscriptions. If I can get something just delivered to my house where I don't have to interact with someone uh, or just deal with a crowd, like I'm very much about that convenience. Yes. Uh, but even here uh, in this building, um, we were looking for like little gifts that we wanted to give out uh, to people that we visit. And we decided one day, like, wouldn't it be cool to go around and uh, give out just coffee so that at, after we leave, uh, they'll have something that, you know, a week down the road, they're drinking a cup of coffee and be like, oh, yeah, uh, th- th- those guys brought it to us. And the people that we reached out to was Coffee Slingers. Uh, and so, I, I mean, Coffee Slingers really is unbelievable coffee. Uh, Isaac, I've gotten to know him a little bit uh, over the last few months. Uh, it, it, he's an incredible man that really cares about the process of coffee. Yes. Uh, literally all, all the way down to planting the, the, the seed in the ground that, that springs out whatever coffee beans grow off of. Uh, I mean, he really follows that process and he wants to make sure that, that you are getting uh, ethical, uh, delicious coffee. Yeah. And that's one of the things that uh, I appreciate about, about Isaac is one of the projects that they work on is project 19 and we have a a little cafe in our in our church called cafe 19 and all of it is centered around this idea that there's 19 people in the process so when you're drinking a cup of coffee you're the 19th person that it's passed through their hands from planting it to harvesting it to you know rinsing it to drying it and all that kind of stuff there's there's 19 people in the process um, and so they came up with uh, kind of an idea of Project 19 to help. Um, it's a project in Guatemala. Uh, we talk, um, we've talked a lot about that on uh, previous episodes. So if you want to go back and look at episodes, you can get some more information on that. But that's still in the works, um, helping um, a community there in, in Guatemala to uh, get water and education and, and things like that. One of our other sponsors is... Uh, health markets, um, Wes and Jessica Holland, uh, they have health markets. And, um, so if you're in the market for, uh, I know open enrollment is kind of passed through. So, um, I don't know what that looks like as far as when the next open enrollment period is, but if your family's without insurance and, uh, you need uh, health insurance, I would definitely look up, uh, Wes and, uh, Jessica Holland. They're, uh, great people, uh, great to work for, very informative, and um, they've helped my family and I uh, get insurance um, that that we need. So um, it's good to partner with them as well. Uh, so obviously, I'm not Ray, uh, and it was uh, 
like I said, a really unique set of circumstances that brought us here. Uh, I want to pitch it over to Ruben uh, to kind of give a little uh, update on where Ray is uh, and what's been going on with that. So, Ruben. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. We haven't we took a little uh, break, I guess, if you will, over the holidays. And that was intentional um, for two weeks just to enjoy time with our family, be with we're both we we're both family men. We have, uh, we have families. I have four kids. Ray's got two, uh, wives and relatives coming in and out of town all that kind of stuff. And Did so you just we, say you have two wives? Is that what I heard? No, we both have wives. Is that, did I say two? Did I say that? <laughs> You're good, man. I'm just I harassing said four, four wives. Four wives? <laughs> you went from two to oh, four? Oh, yes. Dude. What kind well, of church is Bethel here, man? <laughs> Multiplication, dude. It's simple math, okay? It's just Damn. easy. This is easy stuff. Be fruitful, multiply, and four <laughs> wives makes it even yeah. faster. Way faster. It's, <laughs> it was way faster. Ooh, and scene. <laughs> no. Anyway. Anyway, we're, uh, you know, we, we intentionally took a break over the holidays just to kind of um, be with our families and uh, enjoy, enjoy the season. And then... January hit and we were getting geared up, not only at the church, uh, Pastor Ray and I both um, made a commitment to uh, to fast and pray and just ask ask God what was next for not only our church, but just our lives individually. And we really want to hear from the Lord. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, before our break um, about word of the year and those kinds of things and just preparing for what was to come in the new year. And we had no idea that this was what the beginning of the year was going to look like. Um, but God has been really gracious uh, to us uh, just as as people, but then also uh, as a church to really show that he's gone before us and put some pieces into place. Um, but I um, forget the exact date of the, the diagnosis, but uh, several weeks ago, um, Christy was uh, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, um, which is a way better diagnosis than the original like thought process was going because there was a lot of stuff that was surrounding her colon. Uh, she went in to the ER with a lot of pain and she's... Uh, really the last couple months, she's just been trying to figure out what's going on with her body. Something was off. Um, and so as you guys, uh, as you guys may know, um, there's a lot of people that are following their story. A lot of people that are kind of involved in the process and really partnering with us in prayer. Um, but that's the reason that we, um, have taken such a, uh, a long, a longer break than we had anticipated. Um, Ray is Ray and Christy are both currently in the hospital right now. They they're on the oncology floor um, with a, a room and a bed, which is a blessing right now, especially with all the stuff that's uh, ramping up in seemingly in our community with uh, COVID and just tons of illness going around right now. So it's really a, a blessing that she's able to have a room and a bed and um, get the care that she needs, um, but. Latest update is um, there was um, some challenges with uh, her her colon, and uh, there's it's looking like there's a hole in her colon. They thought she was going to have to have uh, major surgery this morning, um, but as of as of today, uh, they decided to postpone that um, based on doctor's recommendation with her white blood cell count and all that kind of stuff uh, that she needs to fight and recover. So um, they are actually going to 
um, divert uh, and insert uh, tubes to get rid of some of the fluids and then also kind of divert some things so that it'll clean up that area and hopefully uh, it'll give them enough time. It'll give them the ability to continue with chemo because the chemo is actually, it is, uh, they've, the doctors have seen that it is working and it is shrinking the, um, the cancer. And so they want to continue that as much as uh, her body will allow them to. Um, to continue to get that to a manageable size to where they can potentially uh, remove it or um, potentially it would uh, go away because of the chemo. So that's kind of the latest update. It, uh, Pastor Ray has been really good about updating uh, the blog. So if you're interested in following the story, it's uh, just Christy Roten, and that's K-R-I-S-T-I. Uh, Roten, R-H-O-T-O-N.com. It's just her name.com. We'll put that in the show notes uh, so you can follow along with the story. But he's got, he's been uh, keeping everyone up to date through that just so he doesn't have to individually try to text out. And there's just so many people who are interested in the story and partnering with them in uh, just love and just an outpouring. It's been really, really cool to see the outpouring of love because you don't know, like, and here's, here's what's crazy is you don't really know, um, in the line of work that we find ourselves in, um, there's, there's certain lines of work where like there's bottom lines and there's, you know, like if you do this, it affects this. And there's very clear, like tangible results that you can get. And you can look on a spreadsheet and say, Oh, this is actually working. Um, but in, in ministry and in pastoral work, that's not always the case. Like you, like there's, there's a spiritual element to it that you don't really always have. Um, there's no metrics for success and no, like, cause you can have, uh, I mean, a church of thousands and thousands of people and it could be in, in God's eyes considered dead. And you can have a church of 50 people and it could in God's eyes be very vibrant and fruitful and loving and, and, and accomplishing all that God had intended for this church to accomplish. And so it's really not about numbers or uh, just even really like tangible results. Um, but really it's just um, experiencing God do something that only he can do. And so in a time like this, as crazy as it's been, it's actually been an incredible blessing to see the lives that Christy uh, and Ray have um, have impacted. I mean, within the first couple days of them posting this story and creating their blog, I think over 20,000 people clicked on it and was following along with the story. And that's partly due to sharing on social media and technology that we have at our fingertips today. Um, and we're living in a day and age where the spread of information can go viral, like just overnight. Um, but it's really cool to see an outpouring of love from uh, God's people uh, and people who love Christy and, and Ray and have been impacted by their ministry and their life. And uh, that's been really encouraging to see because, and especially for her, because we like, like I said, you don't always know the impact that you're having. And some of the stuff we won't know this side of heaven. And that's, you know, that can be a challenge because I think as humans, we want to know that what we're doing is actually making a difference and matters. But um, she's she's had a really clear picture over the last several weeks that that her life 
has truly mattered and and made a, a huge impact in in so many people's lives, not only here in the United States but around the world. Um, and and that's been really really fun to see. So if you want to follow along, go to ChrissyRoten.com. You can get all the health updates. And Pastor Ray's been writing more than he ever has in his life. He's he told me the other day. He said, "I'm not a writer." Uh, he goes, "I've never saw myself as a writer." Um, he's he's had several kind of book ideas in the works, but he's he just don't doesn't feel like that's um, his his niche, you know. But in the last couple months, he's really or not couple months, last couple weeks, he's kind of been diligent to put down his thoughts and what God is doing. And so it's, it's cool to see God using even what he's been doing in his heart and his life, uh, on public display and to be able to follow along with their story and what God's doing. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool thing. So I'd encourage you to, to jump on com and, uh, follow along and, and just, um, be along for the journey of what, what God's doing, not only through their lives, but through this community and, um, the church family that surrounded them in love and care. Um, it's really, uh, really encouraging to see and be a part of. So I'll tell you, uh, on our end, um, getting to know you guys has been such a blessing. Uh, we, uh, left the church that we were at, uh, for a, a long time. Yeah. Uh, and the, the journey to finding a new church is not the easiest process in the yeah, world. I can imagine. And when we got to Bethel, uh, it, it Bethel really is unlike I- any other place in the world. And it's not because uh, of the church, it's the people in the church. Yeah. Uh, not long after we started coming to Bethel, uh, something called engage group started up. It's kind of like these small ministry groups uh, where we all sit around a table and just uh, talk about life and, and bounce questions off of each other uh, and see what the gospel has to say about a lot of different topics. And uh, the first week that we were there uh, for whatever reason, Ray and Christy sat at our table I don't know if that's because they thought that we were going to get out of hand or whatnot, but uh, they were at our table. Highly likely. And it's very possible. Uh, I mean, it's it's extremely possible, but y'all didn't know us that well. You didn't know how just off the rails I actually am. Yeah. You're getting there. Uh, but uh, when I go back uh, in our text messages, um, and, and we have since we've gotten the news about Christy, uh, we were just trying to figure out mentions because we know that from early on, I mean, within the first two weeks, uh, Christy's name was being bounced around in, in group text uh, from us and the other family that, that came along with us. Uh, and the impact that, that Christy had specifically, uh, just she is just a vibrant woman. I mean, mm-hmm. she just has that personality where she just shines uh, and it's it really is. Uh, you just want to gravitate towards her and hang on to every word that she says. And, and so when we go back and look at the text message, uh, text messages that we sent, almost everything that we talked about was I can't believe Christy said that or, you know, we're so glad that Christy was at the table or man, Christy wasn't here this week. And uh, it, like we we definitely could tell that she was missing. Um, yeah. she, she even had uh, she had a, she had to have a small procedure done uh, just was that shortly before Christmas. And so there was a, a time span, even at the church where she wasn't there. And I, I told Ray, I said, like, it's like completely different, like when she's not there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's really been amazing to see uh, someone who means so much to not only to our family, but to all the families uh, in, in which uh, both she and Ray uh, have impacted uh, now turn around and be a, in a point where they need to care on the people that have cared for them so much. 
And uh, it, it was January 11th is when the official uh, diagnosis came in. And it was January 12th um, that Ray gathered uh, uh, as many people as he could in the parking lot of the hospital that they're at. Yeah, that was cool. And it was bananas. Uh, there's a video uh, on uh, on the Facebook page, the Roten Family Facebook page, and at uh, ChristyRoten.com that kind of shows the, the scale of it. But it, it was, I mean, it was at such a scale that Ray got a phone call from the Oklahoma City Police uh, a <laughs> yeah, couple days got, later. He got a little in a little trouble for that. Uh it really is amazing because so often uh, I was listening to a podcast. It might have been you guys, actually. Um, people just so flippantly just throw out, you know, hey, uh, I'm praying for you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, like, what, is, what does that actually mean? Like, I appreciate it, but are you actually praying for me? Yeah. Um, and when you find someone in need, whatever their need is, uh, you and that could just be us. Like, we really want to reflect on. Like, how can I care for you in a way that is actually meaningful? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just want to I just want to pitch that question out. Like, what does it mean, like, to care for someone? Yeah, I think it's different for for different people. And that's what I'm learning. I, that's one of the things that I think is a joy, but it's also an incredible frustration um, for me because I'm the kind of guy that, like, I want to know that there's a, a path that like, if you do this, this, and this, that's why, I mean, I think I've said it on the, on the, on the show before is that, you know, I was a, an incredible legalist because it was the, the map was made for me and it was like, do these things and you'll be a good Christian if there is such a thing. Right. And so I think in the same way, uh, is, is caring for people. Like there's not just one way to care for people because God has created us all uniquely with different like thoughts, different uh, emotions, different gift sets and all this kind of stuff. And so really for, for me, it goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier, like presence. And I don't, I don't know this. I don't think this is right or wrong. So hear me, this is not a podcast where we, I was talking to you before, like where we definitively land on something and say, do this, this, and this, and you'll, you'll have it figured out. But I think just the way that I'm, I'm wired, it almost feels gross to me to like, uh, engage with people that I don't truly like care about. And I, I battle that internally because there's stuff, there's needs everywhere you look. Um, and we live in a hurting world. We live in a broken world. Um, and if you took on everyone's needs, uh, I mean, within a day you're burnout, right? Like, and so I think for me, and this is a conversation that I have, that I've had with pastor Ray many times is like, how do I care for the people that are that God's put in front of me. Like, and so if you think of your life, I was with, uh, talking through some things with my ministry coach, uh, is a very sweet man. Um, just an incredible, uh, incredibly wise man as well. And so he just drew a circle and he said, okay, here's, here's your life. Right. And, and, and then he started to draw a bunch of stick figures around the outside of it. And so part of me is like, I feel guilty and I sometimes don't care for the people that like are right in front of me in, in fear that someone who's not 
in my circle at that moment or at, in that season that they'll feel like I didn't care for them. And so like, because I want to be fair to everyone, right? Like that I sometimes miss the people that God's put right in front of me in fear that somebody who's not right in front of me will say, oh, well, they didn't do that for me or, oh, well, like, look, they, they like them better than I do and all this kind of stuff. And so there's all these things that can jumble through your mind. But I would just say this, like if that, going back to that circle illustration, if you drew a circle and you realize like how many people are in the world that need to be cared for, it becomes so overwhelming that you just end up doing nothing. And you throw your hands up in the air and say, I can't do it all. Like I, I just can't. Or you can take the approach, and this is what my ministry coach was saying. He, he said, man, part of it has to do with a ton of trust that God will put the right people in front of you when they need to be in front of you. And so if we can get really good at caring for and loving on and meeting the needs of the people that God has put in, in our path and saying yes to that, and, and so it's not saying no to everyone else. That was my problem is I felt like to say yes to the person that was in front of me would be to say no to everyone else. And he goes, no, you're looking at it wrong. He said to say yes to the person that's right in front of you that, that needs care that God has put in your path would be to not only say yes to that person, but to say yes to trusting God that that's the person that he brought in, in your path for that time and that season. And it's okay to care for them per, that person because you would do the same for all the other people that aren't in your path right, right at that moment or in that season. And so for me, I've had to really like evaluate and say, okay, who are the people that God's put in my path? Who are the people that are in my purview? And I'll say yes to everyone but I'm going to trust that God's going to bring the people into my path. And if he has, I'm going to say yes to him. And then know that I'm not saying no to everyone else. And so what does that practically look like? I, I think uh, Jordan and I, uh, my wife, my wife and I, we like, we love hosting people. We love, you know, um, making meals for people. And so there's tangible ways that you could care for people depending on the need. But I think more than anything, people want to be seen and heard and understood. And so like the way we do that is to like acknowledge people. And God brings people to our minds all the time. And I'm not the best at this or most diligent about this. Um, but when God brings something to your mind, like maybe that was on purpose and you need to reach out. And to say, because you don't know what people are going through on a daily basis and what they're dealing with and what their family's going through and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it starts with a text. I think it starts with a phone call. I think it starts with a, hey, like, how was your week? And actually being present and listening to those people, not just the typical, like, <clears throat> I think sometimes we experience <clears throat> um, just the, hey, how are you? And you're like waiting for them to get through your answer so you can move on to the next person. Um, but actually sitting with that person, engaging with that person, looking him in the eye and saying, hey, how was your week? And what are some of the things that you're going on? How how can I pray for you? Because unless, unless you know how to care for somebody, you can't care for them. And part of that is relationship. Part of it is um, just being aware and acknowledging that people actually exist and people actually matter and not moving from that person to the next 
hoping that the person that you're actually trying to get to has more influence or has more uh, clout or has more like ability to be a blessing to you if you bless them. You know what I mean? And those are all human um, tendencies that we have. And none of us, excuse me, none of us are exempt from that. Like, right? Like we don't, we don't have this uh, exemption from pride and um, self, self-love that, that anyone else has. So um, being willing to care for the people that God's put in your path, no matter their station in life, no matter their uh, financial status, no matter their, their ability to be a blessing back to you, Right. Like because sometimes humanly our tendency is to move on to the person who can actually reciprocate our care. Um, And sometimes it means caring for the people that can't care for you back. Um, And that's a hard sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Um, But it's what Jesus calls us to. And I think that uh, we care for one another, not for what we can get in return or not what somebody can care for us in return. But because. Um, they're the people that God's put in our path. So that's a long way. I don't know, even know if I answered the question, but. Um, no, I think that's really good. Um, it's also really good to do like self-reflection um, even before like times of crisis or times of care arise mm-hmm. in other people. Like what am I actually good at when it comes to caring for someone yeah. uh, in their time of need? Uh, is it something that I know that I will be able to follow through with? Because so often, and I think it gets back to the, hey, I'm going to pray for you, but like, did you actually? I think that follow through really will mean more to the recipient of the care um, even if it's just something as simple as, hey, listen, I'm going to text you tomorrow and just check in on you. And then if that text doesn't come through, that's just this like empty, almost empty promise that just kind of went out to the right. atmosphere. Felt really good like the day before, but then like it just kind of leaves you just empty handed and, mm-hmm. and probably – I don't know if it's necessarily a sense of uh, abandonment or feels like, man, I feel like I was cared about on Monday, but on Tuesday, like everyone has just disappeared. Um, so yeah. for me specifically, I want to make sure that it's something that I know that I can follow through on so that when I, I jokingly text Ray, like I want to take over the ramble, uh, I know that I'm going to be sitting across from you because that's something that I would actually be able to sit down and say, hey, I can make sure that all of the things that, that you probably feel like you're dropping the ball and all of these different things, I can help you out here. Um, mm. Even if that's a meal that's coming through, I know that I have uh, the ability to cook and deliver it to you, that my schedule's just not so jam-packed that I could say, hey, listen, I'd really like to bring you a meal one day and then just never follow through with that um, yeah. to make sure that I know exactly what my life is uh, looking like schedule-wise uh, to make sure that I have the ability to care for your family like that. It's really good to know uh, those things in advance so that when things just because this came up like it, it just seemed like overnight. Like, uh, I, I think I can't I don't even remember our phone call. Uh, we were we were going to call about something else. And then just suddenly like, hey, we're, we have to shift gears real quick because this has come up. Uh, and it's just like we just kicked into to, to overdrive to say, OK, like, how can we care for you guys? And, and Colleen and I, my wife, uh, we started thinking about ways that we could we could step in and, and love and serve on on Ray and Christy. Uh, and, and we want to continue to, to do that as long as they need it. Um, yeah. But a lot of that just comes from self-awareness uh, and what we know what we can do. And then also realizing like the relationship that we have with those people. Is it even appropriate to step in in some of the ways that we want to step in? Because I think especially. Uh, in times of vulnerability, yeah, um, there there definitely can be 
like not privacy lines, but there there can be lines that are crossed that might not necessarily be appropriate. Uh, but but we just want to make sure that that whatever we say we're going to do and care for the, uh, the people that are needing care, uh, we can actually step in and fill those roles. Yeah, and that's that's huge. A, we- a weird thing happens, and I've experienced this in my personal life, is you extend yourself beyond your limitation in an attempt to help someone, and then you're unable to follow through. So not only does that person not feel cared for, but there's an internal thing that happens of like, man, I failed that person. And so uh, if we're not careful, we take that and we consume it. And then we are hesitant, hesitant to try to help in the future. And so that happens enough times. And then you become a person who doesn't even offer help because you're like, oh man, like I've let too many people down. And, and then you make assumptions about how those people are feeling and how they view you. And then it hurts relationships. And so, so I think that's a, man, that's such a huge part of caring for people is being self-aware of what you can actually do. And I think, uh, and, and I think you mentioned this, but, but putting that out there, instead of saying, I, I'm guilty of this too. And I stopped doing this as a result of a conversation that I had with Christy. Uh, it was in the office and I remember the day specifically because something had happened and I I told both of them, they were both in the office. She came in, I was talking with Ray. And so we all got in a conversation together and I said, man, I like, I don't even know what, what I can do to like help in this situation, but I feel like I, I kind of need to. And so I just, I just said, let me know if there's anything that I need to, that I can do or that that would be helpful in this season. And so what I've tried to become conscious of is to not just say, Hey, let me know if there's something to do, because that puts the burden. It, it actually adds pressure to that person to feel like they need to now come up with something for you to do so that you can feel like you're a help to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like counterproductive. So what I've started trying to make a habit out of doing is like you said, being self-aware of like, okay, what are the, what are the things that I actually am capable of doing based on like my gifts and like just who I am as a person, self-awareness, but then what do I actually even have the time to follow through on in this season with everything else that's going on in my life? And then as you, as you narrow that down, text a person and say, Hey, I would like to do this for you to care for you in the, in this time. Would that be helpful? And if the answer is yes, then you follow through in it. It takes the burden off of them to try to figure out what everyone can do um, to care for them. And then they're actually blessed in the process. And you're blessed too, because you're like, man, I'm running in my lane. Like I'm, I'm actually doing the things that I love doing and it's a help to other people. And so you're offering, you're self-aware, you know what your time limitations are, you know what your gift, gifting limitations are, and you say, hey, here's how I can help, let me do this for you. Instead of saying, hey, is there, like, is there anything I can do to help? I think that's a, that's a better approach to caring for people, is offering help, specific help, rather than just blanketly saying, hey, can I... Like, how can I, or I'll be praying for you. You know, it goes along. I think some of those same lines is like, hey, I'll be praying for you. And then it gets left in the dust three days later. But in the same vein, right? Like, 
instead of saying, hey, man, is there anything that I can do to help? How about let's say, hey, here's what I know I can do to help. Would this be helpful? Because I would like to do it. And then take action. Yeah, that's good. And a part of that self-awareness, especially for me, uh, I am the worst uh, maybe of all time at actually like receiving care, like in our times of need. And it could be, it it might not necessarily be a health thing, but like, especially like when we had our our first baby, it was just like, we're like suddenly like thrown into the deep end of the pool. uh, And like, people are like reaching out, like, how can we take care of you? And you've got that close like circle of of friends that you've got that are are just going to show up with diapers and, and, you know, bring you a meal or two. But I'm so bad at receiving that care because I'm the kind of person that doesn't want to feel like I'm a burden to other people Mm -hmm. um, that oftentimes uh, that will depending upon who the person is, keep me from wanting to reach out at all because I know that I don't receive uh, uh, care well just because I don't I don't want to feel like I'm a burden to that person. Yeah. And Ray wrote actually, a, I thought it was a brilliant uh, post on christyroten.com uh, about suddenly finding himself uh, in a situation where he thought that he knew uh, that he was good at receiving care, but what does it actually mean to, to receive care? Yeah. Um, and um, just to touch on it briefly, like, what does it actually mean to like, like, what does it take to know like yourself and to be able to receive care from others? That's super hard for me. And one of the things, this was months and months ago, but we, Pastor Ray spoke specifically on um, generosity and he gave everyone a dollar bill in the, in the audience. I think I missed this. I, I would have remembered this for sure. Yeah. So he gave everyone an audience and he made a big deal out of it. You know, he goes, this is the first time, you know, uh, this may be your first time experiencing like receiving money instead of giving money at church. It was, it was funny, but he said, he said, generosity requires giving and receiving. And it was a, it's this beautiful picture of the gospel. I think when we refuse to receive help, we limit the extent and the work of the gospel in our own lives. Because in order to even receive and understand the gospel, we have to understand our brokenness and our need for someone to step in and rescue. And so to deny that on a human level is to deny the power of the gospel in our own lives. And so he said this made this powerful statement. He said generosity actually is requires giving and receiving. And so he told everyone in the auditorium, <clears throat> in the audience, he said, some of you, you need to give this dollar away because that's what like that's what you feel led to do. And you're like you receive, you know, the, the help and you're in a good spot and you need to give it away. He goes, some of you. This is going to be really hard for you and it might feel gross, but some of you need to keep the dollar because you need to show yourself and prove yourself and, and, and choose to say, oh, I actually, I actually need to receive help and to be okay with it. But we have this pride that's built up inside our human humanity that says, I can do it. I can white knuckle this thing. I can make it through this thing. And, and I'm not talking just like completely being dependent on everyone else, but I am saying like, as we grow in our dependency on God, I think the beauty of the church and the beauty of spiritual community is that we can receive help when we need it. 
and it's and it's okay. And so sometimes we're in seasons where we're the we're the giver of that help and care. And sometimes we need to be okay with receiving help. Um, and that's super that's super hard because I think it breaks down uh, it breaks down walls of pride that we actually I think to receive help requires one to admit that they don't they can't do it on their own and nobody wants to say that nobody wants to raise nobody's going to be the first one to raise their hand and say man I actually can't do it on my own like humanly speaking because of this pride that we have built up and I think to come to that place where you recognize that you need help is actually a really beautiful place to be um, because it makes helping others even more joyful because you know that you've received and you've given. Um, I don't know if that answers the question either, but... No, it does. And within all of that, uh, we're painting the picture of the gospel yeah. uh, that that we we are broken and we are in need of, of a savior. And, yeah. and that help came long before you and I uh, mm-hmm. stepped onto the face of the planet of the, of the earth. But within that care, we are showing others the gospel in action. Uh, and I, I think that that's really a beautiful thing that comes from all of that. Uh, out in, in front of the hospital uh, on that night uh, was a big banner and we know that every single person that looked out the windows, and I'm sure so many people were looking out the windows that night, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, go to the website. It, it was it was ridiculous, uh, the, the the scope and scale of, of what fireworks. happened that night. There were literally fireworks in the hospital uh, parking lot. In the hospital parking lot. <laughs> um, they, were, uh, they were given like the hope of Jesus uh, in that moment. Even though all the message was for one person, they can see the the kingdom of God and, and the gospel community uh, caring for someone, uh, and and really that is a beautiful thing. And that is because of uh, a, a community's willingness to give, uh, and then someone in need willing to receive that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, and what's cool about that sign, to um, some dear friends of ours, Andy and Shelley uh, Zook, have they've been a part of Bethel for uh, a while now. And I asked him, I was like, man, like, where'd you have something that big printed? He goes, he goes, oh, we, oh, we made it. And I said, you made that? And he was like, he goes, dude, I said, how'd you make that? I was like, did you just like tape pieces of paper together? Well, he goes, no, we just got a, a big roll of butcher paper. And I, I was about to say, I don't know how they found paper that long. I know. And it's huge. Just like, just so cool. Like, and so for somebody to take the step to make those signs, even even the little poster size ones, as you're writing, like this is, it's such a beautiful thing because as you're writing it, you're writing the things that you believe that God can do and that we're praying that he will do. You know what I mean? And so that sign, it said, fear not, God is greater. Like I, I can only imagine like they truly believe that. Like to, to go to the, to the links that they went through to make that sign, not only out of love for Christy, but because they really believe that God is greater. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it's just, it was an amazing <clears throat> moment to see all the signs and the balloons and, you know, like. <clears throat> it Sparklers. Was cool. It, it yeah. really was, it really was absolutely amazing. Well, man, I, I just think 
number one, thank you for keeping keeping the dream alive. You know what I mean? Like uh, Ray and I had, um, I think I just told you this before, but we we want this to be a podcast where it's just a conversation. Um, and so this is, we're actually seeing the fruit or the beauty of being able to kind of pivot because it's not, there's not an agenda that we're trying to push. There's not a, um, you know, a place where we're even trying to get like in, it truly is just a conversation. So thank you for, for joining in on the conversation. Thank you for using your, your resources and your space and your, your gifting to be able to, um, serve people. Um, I love, I love that we get to do this. And, uh, I think it's, it's been a, it's been a joy. It's been a fun, a fun conversation. Um, just getting to sit down and and talk with you about a, um, a bunch of different stuff. So hopefully it's been, um, an encouragement to you. Hopefully it's been an encouragement to our listeners. And so stay tuned. Uh, the, the rabbit hole ramble, um, will continue on. Uh, it may look a little bit different than we had anticipated, uh, a month ago, but, uh, we're looking forward to continuing our conversations, continuing, uh, to be helpful to people and just saying the quiet part out loud. And sometimes, um, that is, hard to do. Other times it's easier to do, but we want to continue to do it regardless. And, uh, so thanks for, thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. Like I said, uh, I've, I've been a loyal listener, uh, ever since I figured out that, uh, it existed. Uh, it's funny. We brought some friends to, to Bethel not too long ago. And, uh, if you've never been to Bethel, um, they almost like flip the traditional church, uh, like service order upside down where most of the time it's like music heavy at the, at the front end oh, and yeah. then the sermon and then one song at the end. But at Bethel, it's one song at the beginning, then the sermon, and then like two or three songs at the end. But then after, uh, all the music at the end, uh, it's usually either Ray or Chrissy or you and Ray will get up, uh, and you'll kind of do like this. It almost like feels like a wrap up. And in the middle of that, my friend kind of leaned over and said, man, I feel like I just sat down at a live taping of a podcast. And I said, wouldn't you be interested to know that they actually have a podcast that if you enjoy this, uh, it continues uh, on Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. But uh, yeah. it's it really has been awesome. Uh, you say the dream continues on and I'm sitting here living the dream, uh, getting to be a guest host of uh, one cool. of my favorite podcasts. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being a, a listener and your feedback and your encouragement along the way. Um, it's what what keeps us going. So if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can email us at hello at rabbitholeramble.com. Um, we have an Instagram feed uh, just called the Rabbit Hole Ramble. Um, you can direct message us there or email us and let us know how we can um, serve you in this season. And if you have any things that you want to hear us talk about or conversations you, you, you think uh, need to be had in this season, uh, let us know and we'd love to We'd love to talk through it and um, get get your thoughts and your feedback. So let us know. Uh, we love you guys. And uh, this is the Rabbit Hole Ramble. I'm Ruben. I'm Chris. And we have officially said the quiet part out loud. We've enjoyed, we've enjoyed the conversation. Until next time. We'll see you. Peace. I'm trying to remember all the... Oh, mine was... Yeet! <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Raises peace. I I always steal his his end line and he gets ticked at me. 
he always gives me this look like, dude, you did it again. So, because Ray's not here, peace. Yeet. We're out.